How do you feel when I say the word sex? Do you feel awkward? Why is that? Why is it something that pretty much everyone likes, but basically no one talks about? Maybe it has something to do with how vulnerable of a topic it is. I mean, for most of us, the first real breakdown we get is this weird, half-assed Dr. Seuss version of it from our parents in a setting that feels like punishment. Come here, son. It's time for the talk. I notice some stiffness in the toe of your sock. And now you must learn of the birds and the bees. And here goes a condom. Don't catch a disease. And that's pretty much it. And they show you some slides in health class, maybe if you went to a progressive school. If not, they just kind of pretend like it's not a thing. It's private. It's inappropriate. It's taboo. It's something that you don't talk about. At least, that's how society makes you feel. Especially if you're a woman. My next guest is all about liberating yourself from what society thinks. Kayla Yoder is a sex and intimacy coach who empowers women to break free from their conditioning, start claiming their sexual power, and experience greater intimacy and connection. I think we could all benefit from more intimacy and connection. Why does Kayla start from a place of sex? You're about to find out. Enjoy. So, Kayla, I really appreciate you agreeing to be on the podcast. It's really cool to get a chance to catch up with you and everything like that. Um, question I like to start out with with everyone is, who is Kayla Yoder? You know, if you had to give <laughs> your elevator pitch and let people know who you are. Uh, I love that question so much, and I also hate it. It's like so much pressure. But if I had to sum it up, I would say that I am a bold and badass woman who loves living life on the edge because that's where I think the magic happens. And yeah, I just believe that we're all here to just live and become the best versions of ourselves in the process. So why not go all in? Man, a lot was said there, and, and I really like that. Um, you know, I want to know what the magic means for you. You said, you know, the, the edge is where the magic happens, and I agree with that. But, uh, you know, what's the magic for you? Oh, that's such a good question. So to me, the magic is, it's kind of, it's that edge, you know, where we're like really, we're pushing ourselves to a place of discomfort but not so far that we like shut down. And so it's really like finding that sweet spot, you know, like that edge and kind of living from that space so that we're always like learning more about ourselves. We're always growing. We're always in some sort of transformation. And it's just, I feel like that space is so magical because there's so much possibility. I, I agree with you. I think that's great. Um, but, you know, if I look at the average person in society, that's not a place where most people want to live. It's not comfortable, you know? Um, when was it that you started to get this mindset where you were like, hey, that is where the magic happens and that's where I want to be? Uh, <laughs> well, um, I don't think I found it intentionally. <laughs> so, um, you know... I think that all of us kind of have one of two ways of living, um, especially when, sorry, there's sirens passing. Um, <laughs> so I think all of us kind of like when we start living our lives based on societal expectations or like external motivation, we all kind of go one of two ways. One is to conform and one is to go against the grain and like non, you know, like be a non rebel a little bit. Yeah. Rebel. Exactly. Thank you. That was the word I was looking for. So I think, um, for me, my go-to was to rebel, you know, like I, yeah, that was, that was fun for me. Um, and that was sort of my way of responding to societal expectations and external things. Um, 
So I think because I was already like way over the line, you know, like I think the goal is for all of us to like live from a place of truth for us, regardless of what society says. But, you know, like for me, yeah, I was already way over that line. And, and when I look back, um, it's really probably been in the last year and a half to two years that I've started living this way intentionally. But for me, it was like, I had so many moments where I just pushed way too fucking far. Like I just went way (laughs) over the edge. Like I was jumping off the cliff, like every chance I got because it was, and it was so self-destructive. Um, but the times where like I did kind of like, whether I was on the edge or even when I went too far, like the growth and learning was unparalleled. Um, and so I think, yeah, it was more of like a self-reflection of being, okay, well, maybe I don't need to like self-destruct to like grow mm-hmm. and learn, but how can I really find that sweet spot where I am always pushing myself? Um, and that was, I think I started living with that intention maybe about two years ago. Um, but yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, you can't really talk about going way over the cliff and you know self-destruction without giving me a, a little bit more about that. So you know, uh, you said two years ago is kind of when you all figured it out. I'm guessing this period of destruction happened before that. Um, you know, what was that like? And, you know, kind of what brought you to that point, if you don't mind giving the juicy details? No, of course. I'm all for the juicy details. Um, and I'm, I'm practicing vulnerability. So, so this is good. Um, and also, I definitely don't have it all figured out. I think I'm just living with more intention around it, but yeah. Um, you know, I would say around, okay, well, let me just start by saying I grew up in a super conservative home, uh, you know, and you understand Midwestern culture. So like there was that around, but then also like my family was quite conservative. Um, And honestly, from a really young age, it was kind of fun for me to like find the loophole. You know, my dad was always so good at setting very clear expectations. You know, he was a Marine. He like disciplined very strictly and there was always an expectation and then always a consequence associated with it. And that was very clear ahead of time. But... (laughs) It was so much fun for me then, even as a child, to like find that loophole, like find how I could kind of like do what I wanted, but also like be in the gray area. And it used to drive him crazy, right? He'd be like, oh my God. Like he used to say that you could give me a 500 page document telling me what I'm supposed to do between brushing my teeth and getting into bed. And within 30 seconds, I would find a way around it, you know? <laughs> um, so I would say like that mentality had, was, has always been there. Um, but then at some point, yeah, it was just like, it was kind of a fun game to me. And then at some point, like the stakes just go up, right? Like the older you get, like the more trouble you can get into, yeah. you know? And yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think... I really just had this desire to, to color outside the lines, to like, just go wild. And I, it's so hard because I have actually, this is a question that I've been kind of considering, like human behavior is uh, super fascinating to me, but I don't know, you know, like my parents gave me a ton of attention. Like my dad stayed home and was like waiting for me every day after school, you know, asking me how my day was. Like, it's not like it was a cry for attention. Um, I honestly think it was a high. Like I think (laughs) that breaking the rules and seeing how much I could get away with was exhilarating. And and it was also sort of a challenge I gave myself around, like, I always really valued, um, well, I would say I took on these values from my parents of, like, excelling academically and being really involved in uh, extracurricular activities and things like that. Um, 
And so it was sort of like, a, okay, how much shit can I just fuck up? And like, how much, like how wild can I get? And also still like get good grades and still be involved in all these things. And yeah, it was almost like just a game I played. Um, and it turned a little bit more destructive, I would say, when I got to college and like those kind of expectations of having to show up and get good grades or whatever. Like I didn't have my parents around. and The freedom, um, yeah. The freedom. <laughs> Gosh, like that is maybe like, that's definitely my top five values, like freedom. Um, and I think that that's actually, now that you say that, I think that's such a big part of it, right? Is that I just wanted to do what Kayla wanted to do and I was going to be fucking free. And, <laughs> and it just, just took it a little extreme. Um, but I just, I partied a lot. Uh, I'm so, so thankful that like I, nothing like really catastrophic happened. You know, I mean, I was arrested a few times, but like, you know, I, there was so much opportunity for more destruction that would have stayed with me for the rest of my life um, to myself or others. And I'm so fortunate that those things did not happen um, and that I can like sit here and talk about this time of my life, you know, as kind of yeah. like a fun, like reflection of like, eh, well, I was kind of ridiculous and destructive, but like I've learned from it, right? Um, I mean, I'm still learning from it. Um, Talk to me about that a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, I think um, it just felt like I was in a state of like reckless abandon, right? And I just like didn't really care that much about myself or the people around me. It was, yeah, it just got to be super reckless. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then you asked about like what I'm learning from it. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious about, you know, you said you uh, learned some lessons from it and, you know, it kind of made you better and you're still learning from it. I'm curious what were some of the big nuggets yeah. that you walked away with? Ooh, the big nuggets. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> uh, gosh. I think one is you can still have a lot of fucking fun without being destructive. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think actually probably the biggest nugget that I've been processing recently um, has been actually around uh, like alcohol and how that was such a big part of the destruction that I caused or like created or facilitated or whatever word you want to use. <laughs> um, and I think for a long time, I used alcohol to really like for myself be fully fucking free and expressed and also to instigate, right? Like you knew me then, like I'm (laughs) like such an instigator at heart. And like, that's such a beautiful part of myself that I really love, but I was not using it in the best way at the time. Right. But I was using like that part of myself and alcohol to also like facilitate full expression and freedom in others, right? And kind of encouraging that, like pulling my girlfriends up on the bar to dance with me or like ordering tequila shots or like whatever. (laughs) And, you know, I think there's just, like we're all capable of that freedom and full expression. And so how can we like cultivate that in our lives in a healthy way and like have so much fun? Like, when was the last time you just like danced down the street and like didn't give a flying fuck what anybody like said or like weird looks you got or whatever, you know? And I don't know. It's just, for me, it's been a big learning of, yeah, like how to just cultivate that energy and that freedom in newer, healthier ways, less destructive ways. Yeah. So, like, similar to you, I, you know, party pretty hard and, uh, you know, to use alcohol as kind of like a social lubricant, like, you know, it's, it seemed like it got me out of my shell and I felt like it was kind of uh, a little bit of a crutch, if you will, there for a while. And, uh, you know, I haven't drank, like, since I had my accident and it's made me more, like, kind of aware of myself and I realized I can have conversations with people and, uh, the benefit is I actually remember them, you know, instead of, kind of it happened at <laughs> yes. 3 a.m. and you forget about it and stuff like that. But 
Uh, you know, one thing I, you said that I thought was interesting is, you know, what if you danced down the street and just, like, not gave a fuck, right? Uh, where do you think, like, that kind of, is it, like, shame? Or, like, or, like where, where does that come from where people feel kind of embarrassed to kind of let go? Because that's not always there. Um, you know, similar to you, I'm into human behavior. And, and when you're a little kid, you're like, oh, yeah, that's Jimmy. He, he eats his boogers, but whatever, we, we play. And, like, you know, no one judges you. But, you know, when you get older, you, you start to judge each other and things like that. Like, where do you think that comes from? Oh, man. Yeah, I think, I think it's a little bit different for everyone. But I think... Gosh, it's like, it's so sad. I like, oh, and it makes me so angry that like, oh, we all just have that, you know? Um, And I think for a lot of people, it comes from like conditioning and like, yeah, I think it is a lot of fear of rejection or fear of um, not fitting in or that shame, you know, that you that you're not a good person or um, like, it's just not okay to do those things or what that's weird. Or that's like, yeah. I don't know, there's just <laughs> so much that we like pick up from either our parents um, or like society or, and I think like, so I've been, <laughs> I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, I think around like 10 ish, 10 to like 12, I feel like it's kind of a typical time that that starts to happen. Um, like middle school, man, is like so rough, right? It's so awkward. You know, people are like growing at different rates and like you have like some girls that are like, I don't know, five foot ten and some guys that are like, you know, four foot two. And I, I was one of the short guys, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, it's such a, a weird time. And uh, I think that's when you start to discover the opposite sex, really, like in kind of like a, a more serious way because like elementary school would be like oh yeah that's my boyfriend that's my girlfriend but it was just kind of like playful but like in middle school is when right. you're like I'm trying to like see what that's about you know yeah girls get boobs in middle school <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm convinced that's like the reason for all of it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh, that's true um yeah yeah it is it's such a like awkward time and I think that's like also, for me, at least, that's when I remember really wanting to fit in and really like kind of starting to shift part of myself based on what I think other people would like more or like based on what would make me more popular, based on what would get me invited over to this girl's house or to a party or like, I don't know, like that's when those thoughts for me started coming in. And I think I started like adjusting who Kayla really is based on how I wanted the world to see me or how I could fit in. Right. So what yeah. about you? Man, I, I think right around the, the same, cause I actually like moved around that time. And um, I mean, I just think back and I'm like, I went through so many phases. Like I went through like a skateboard phase and I went through like a American Eagle phase and I went through like a basketball Jersey and like baggy jeans phase. And like, it was just, uh, you know, I was all these different people because of what I thought society wanted me to be. And, what my friends were doing, what I thought was cool. And, you know, it really wasn't until kind of like end of college is mostly like after college that I was like, I kind of want to wear what the fuck I want to wear and like do what I want to do and, and stuff like that. Like when it really started to to change a little bit, but yeah, it's, it's weird how we like conform and fall into those patterns. Well, you know, it sounds like you've been pretty reflective lately. What other (laughs) questions have been on your mind? It seems like you've been doing a lot of thinking. Yeah. Um, it's amazing too. When you like stop drinking, how much time you have to think. Yeah. You're not hung over for, you know, wasting a whole day laying on the couch. Yeah, totally. Um, okay. Let's see other questions and things I've been thinking about lately. Um, well, I'm like, I'm super, super conceptual. So I've been thinking a lot about, yeah, like human behavior and actually like why do so many of us succumb to like those shoulds that are put on us, you know? Um, So we kind of talked about that a little bit, but uh, I think it's like you mentioned that 
you know, a little bit post-college, you started thinking about like, wait, like, who am I? And like, what the fuck do I want? Like, how do I want to dress? Like, what do I want to do with my life? Like, who do I want to be friends with? How do I want to show up? And like, you know, I, I think like a lot of people don't actually ask themselves those questions. Yeah. You know, like they just kind of keep living under like what they should do, like what kind of job they should get after college, what kind of relationship they should be in, like when they should get married, what type of house or where they should live or like when should they have kids or like, I don't know, all this stuff. Yeah. And then I'm just like, wait, like I think that that's maybe what people talk about as a midlife crisis is like maybe people just never ask themselves that question and then at like 40 or 50, they're like, whoa, wait a minute. Like yeah. what's happening? <laughs> like <laughs> what am I doing? You know, I'm going to buy the sports car. Like, fuck it, dude. Like, yeah, I, I think I think that's the case, because like, you, know, you kind of sit around and like you said, people ask you those same questions. Oh, you, when are you guys getting engaged? When are you guys getting married? When are you guys going to have kids? When are you going to buy a house? And it's like the same set of questions. And so it seems like there's this like inherent formula in society that everyone wants you to follow. And everyone has their fucking opinion, right? They're, they're like, oh, no, this is how you should be doing it. You should be doing it this way. And you got to watch this guy and stuff like that. And I don't know, man. I, like, I guess I was just like, fuck that. I'm going to do what I want to do the way I want to do it. And that's how I'm going to live because it feels good. <laughs> you know, it feels like, like the best way. So I think that that's interesting. So, like, what are you focusing on, like, moving forward? when it comes to like, you know, your goals in life and, and where you want to get to? Oh man, that's, that's a great question. I'm actually pretty laser focused right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, as I say that, I'm like, I'm laser focused, but also throughout my day, I think of all these like questions about the meaning of life. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, so right now I'm really focused on kind of what we talked about of like, really, really being fully fucking expressed. And, but from a place of like love and desire and cultivating joy. And, you know, I think such a big part of that too is also like, we all have like shadowy sides. Like we all have a dark side, like, and some of us maybe more so than others, but it's like, how can we, you know, I love that taboo, the edge, like all that stuff. And, um, and so it's really like, okay, cool. Like there's parts of me that are pretty dark and twisty. And also like, how can I integrate those into my life and really love that part of myself and really like, uh, that's a part, like if we don't look at that and we don't integrate that and we don't love that, then we're not going to be fully fucking expressed you know, cause like that's a part of who we are. So it's like kind of folding in the dark and the light and like just l- coming from a place of love, compassion, vulnerability, and yeah, just like authenticity. Um, so that's like kind of been my like focus. And then, you know, I've also been exploring that from a perspective of like sex and intimacy for myself and for other men and women. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So talk sex with Kayla, you know, you get the <laughs> new podcast and, uh, I, I like the, the scarlet letter and the, the gold there, uh, the play on words. So I thought that was kind of, that was Thank kind you. of beautiful. So tell, tell me a little bit about that. So how did that start? And when did you decide that that was, uh, a good way for you to express what you've been feeling? Oh, that's a lot of questions. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, yeah. Um, Let's just, I'll just start by saying like this business, the podcast, everything just, I don't like, it feels so good, you know? And it really does feel, yeah, like such a good way to express myself and what I've been working on. And, um, facilitate that like moving forward for myself and others. Um, so I'm like, I just love it so much. I'm super excited about it. It's like, if I did this every day for the rest of my life, like 
fuck yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That'd be dope. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, that's the plan. So, um, so as far as it, how it got started, so I would say there's kind of two parts to it. Um, you know, sex has always been like a pretty big part of my life. Um, and like my relationships, um, but like my friendships and other like non-romantic well, and romantic relationships kind of sucked. Um, so, you know, I was always really comfortable with expressing myself sexually and even from a really young age. And, you know, I was like sent to the principal's office in third grade for like telling my friends what sex was, you know, I mean, it was like, this has kind of been like a full evolution throughout my life. Um, but I was really comfortable and like coming from a place of love and joy when I was just like expressing my sexuality or exploring my sexuality, like, you know, trying new things, different people, whatever. It felt really good. Um, and I actually thought I was great at sex. I was like, I'm like so good at this. Like I can emotionally disconnect. Like I'm so good at this sex thing. Uh, but it turns out like as reflected by also my non-romantic relationships or non-sexual relationships, um, I was just terrified of intimacy and vulnerability. Like I was just terrified of it, you know? And I kind yeah. of like built this like shell around myself. Like, and I'm sure that you have seen it and experienced it where I'm like kind of cool, aloof, like chilling, like got my leather jacket. Yeah, like, yeah, you the know, leather I'm a jacket. Little- <laughs> yeah up. that's still a staple in my wardrobe but like I love it I don't have to be yeah thank you me too but but it also I think for so long was like part of this like disconnected identity that I'd created um and no wonder my relationships sucked with friends and other people like I ha- was incapable of being vulnerable or really like you know kind of that cultivating that intimacy, right? Because that is just connection. Um, So, I mean, and that that identity worked until it didn't, basically. And then, you know, I had to kind of look at that and be like, okay, like, (laughs) this sucks. Like, how how can I rewrite the script? You know, how can I um, reposition vulnerability as it's not a weakness? Like, it's actually the opposite and it takes so much courage to be vulnerable. Um, and so when I started living from that space, like everything sort of shifted and now like my friends are fucking awesome. And like, (laughs) I'm so grateful. Um, (laughs) so, and then, um, I would say, (sighs) I'm trying to think about how I want to like tell this. Um, (laughs) so, so then I would say like along that sexuality, like, freedom of expression kind of line, I actually started dating a girl. Um, and you know, nobody was surprised because like, I'd always been pretty sexually open. Um, but I think for me, it was a really like a big moment of clarity, uh, that like my, I didn't have any hesitations, right? Like I didn't ever think I would probably date a woman, but, but then I met someone who I was like, well, great. Like let's date. Um, and you know, I didn't think twice about it. And so that was like a huge moment of clarity for me in the sense that that's like not normal. Um, you know, or that's not like everyone's experience. Um, you know, and I just had so many questions and conversations with other men and women who, were like so stuck in their own labels and boxes around sexuality that even if they had other desires or things they wanted to explore for themselves, like they were paralyzed by fear and shame and conditioning. Um, And I guess that's just not something I'd ever experienced in the, at least like that small like area of sexuality. Um, So, but then I could relate to it from an intimacy standpoint, right? Like I, I like paralyzed with fear have been, you know, like around intimacy. And so it was like, oh, like, 
okay, this is, this is something, you know, to maybe look at. Um, and I mean, it still makes me wildly uncomfortable. Like I'm definitely getting better at it, but. Um, We're all working on something though, right? <laughs> yes, totally. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Um, yeah, so I think that that was like a huge part of the story, right? Is um, that sex and intimacy piece. And then I think the other big part was something we already touched on and that's my innate nature of being an instigator. Um, and so, yeah, like pushing myself and others to that edge uh, to experience like greater full expression is my fucking jam, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so like, yes. I love getting other people to let their hair down, like get wild and just be like free. And so it just all sort of like came together, um, where it was like, this is, this stuff is happening in my life. And like the other people are coming to me for help and in an area that I'm like learning about, but also like another area that I feel really comfortable with and like the taboo, love it. And then like this instigator piece that was like, wow, like I actually love being this person to help like facilitate that for other people. Um, and so this is, I'm like up-leveling my strategy, right? Like I used to use alcohol yeah. and now I'm like, yeah, like coaching, speaking, podcast, like it's kind of the new version. So <laughs> I feel like that was a really long answer, but I think that like pretty much captures it. And no, that, that was perfect. And you know, that uh, lets me know a lot about like your growth and evolution. And I think it's great that um, you're willing to share that and also uh, take people with you on that journey. So, you know, talk to me about the podcast and how it's going and, you know, what are uh, some things that uh, you've learned along the way there or are learning, you know? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The podcast is like my heart. I just, uh, and it's like, I'm actually having fun right now, like being interviewed, um, which I was, as I mentioned, like kind of nervous to be on this side of it. Um, but I'm like, Oh, I hope my guests also feel this way. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's, it's been incredible. I mean, you know, I, I created it just with the purpose of women sharing their stories, you know, and how they have overcome fear, shame, conditioning to be more fully expressed in their sexuality or in their lives in general. Um, And I have just had some amazing conversations with just like, uh, I mean, and like, you know, the women that I've talked to and the women that I've interviewed, like, I don't want to say that they're not unique because they're like incredible women. And I am so grateful to have like had those conversations. However, I think that they're unique in the fact that they were willing to share their stories in a vulnerable way. Yeah. But I think everyone has a story. And so, yeah, like the, the purpose of it is to kind of encourage that from others and to like inspire both men and women. I mean, it's a little bit more geared towards women, but uh, to really like reclaim their own personal power and to know that they're not alone. And that like, you know, it's so easy to get caught up in our heads. Like we're so damn self-centered, you know, we think like, it's all about us. Like nobody understands what I'm going through or like, you know, it's like, so (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's still like human, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so it kind of, it serves as that way to like share, kind of open up the conversation and um, empower other women. Uh, And it's just so awesome. I'm learning so much. Like my guests are like, whether they're an expert or whether it's just like a friend or like somebody that I met, like it's so beautiful and awesome to learn from these women. And yeah, I love it so much. It's, uh, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. It seems like, uh you know, a great medium, uh, for you and, you know, also for your listeners as well, you know, as you, you learn these things, it's, it's quite interesting to, to be able to share that. Um, speaking of sharing that and, you know, you learning these things, is there a story that you have that kind of sticks out in your mind is, uh, one that was pretty impactful for you or, you know, kind of one that was a, a special conversation so far? 
I know it's tough to choose one, probably. No, I do. I, I do kind of have one. It's like, uh, it's vulnerable, but I'll share it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yes, I did have one, um, in particular. I mean, they've all been, yeah, like, uh, you know, you can always like listen and relate and like take something back to your life. Right. But there was definitely one where, you know, I realized that in starting my business and everything, like I went super into like control, 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 like, oh gosh, you know, I have to get on Instagram and post all this stuff or I have to like, I don't know, whatever, all like the shoulds, right? I found myself like yep. going back into that, feeling like this pressure, which I don't even know. I was just putting it on myself, right? But it was just, I was like on the hamster wheel, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> was, wasn't fun. <laughs> wasn't great. <laughs> um, and I realized that I had been again, like, succumbing to those societal expectations or shoulds. And I'd forgotten about Kayla and I'd forgotten about like what brings her joy and what's important to her. And, um, so yeah, I had this interview and my guest was just so electric and filled with so much joy and, you know, (sighs) It just like, you know, when you, when you're not in a good place and you talk to somebody who's in like an awesome place, it just like gives such a stark contrast and really shines a light yeah. on like and the like things that don't feel you great. Up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I would say it brought me up and then I was like, fuck. I've got to like do something different because like how, how did I end up here? Right. It was totally like the last four or five months or whatever, I've had like blinders on. And I was like, the interview just like pulled, pulled the blinders off and was like, what? Whoa. <laughs> like, I'm like, is this how people feel? Like what I was saying when the people are like 40 or 50, right. And they have like their midlife crisis. I'm like, oh my. Uh, it was like, felt wildly uncomfortable after a few months, you know, I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Um, and I just, I basically like threw the table. I was just like, fuck it. I just like (laughs) tossed everything. Um, I moved. I mean, you know, I travel a lot and move every few months for my lifestyle, but like I moved countries in a pandemic. So that's a little different, right? (laughs) Middle of pandemic. Um, Decided to move down to Mexico. I like went and got burn it down tattooed on my arm like 24 hours later because I was just like, fuck this. (laughs) Like, oh my God, like burn everything down, like come back to myself. Um, And yeah, I just reevaluated everything. Um, And I actually don't think I posted on Instagram at all since then, except for maybe like, just my, like about the podcast, like when I release an episode. Um, cause yeah, I was just like, fuck it. Like I'm only doing things that bring me joy and that I really love and are actually going to be beneficial and like the right people will come to me. Um, like I'm not gonna like drain all my energy figuring out like the perfect caption or photo to post. (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah. So that was, yeah, that created a huge shift. Um, so I'm super grateful for that. But uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Cool. All right. Well, how do you decompress? Because I know uh you just burned it all down. And oh, uh, you, you got you got the podcast going and that kind of helps you flow. But uh what do you do um, you know, when in those moments when the blinders do come off and you're like, holy shit, I, I need to fix something. Yeah. Um That's such a good question. And, um, you know, for me to reflecting on getting into that, like control blinders, whatever, like my biggest red flag is that I take everything too seriously. So like, if I can't just be silly, then like, we've got a problem. (laughs) Like, you know, that's, that's a bad sign. That's a real bad, really bad sign. So, um, kind of actually basically since this, since that episode, which was, I mean, it's almost been two months, but like 
that's not very long. <laughs> um, pretty much every day I've been doing like a set of things to decompress or to kind of, uh, I also call it like my self-care or self-love. Um, and some of my favorite ways to do that are like meditation, um, going for walks. My all-time favorite is dance parties. And like, yes, I do throw myself a dance party every day. Um, What's the song? What's the go-to song? Oh my God, it's so much fun. Uh, Right now, so it does shift, but like depending on my mood, if I'm like stassy, like sexy vibes, it's usually like um, some reggaeton. Okay. Or like Janet Jackson. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then like recently, sometimes it's like marshmallow or avicii. All right. You know, sometimes when I'm just like at a pump. Oh yeah. Like, you know, we share that love. Like we've been to to concerts and festivals together. Um, (laughs) And right now, one of my favorites is, what's that song? I think it's called Funny. It's, um, it's by Zed. Okay. Jasmine Thompson. Um, oh, I got my humps like queued up here too. Like that's always (laughs) such a good go-to. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, taking me Sounds back. Like, yeah. So, um, and yeah, like some days I only have time for like one song, but like some days it'll be an hour or whatever, you know, or sometimes it's like three, four or five times a day. Um, but that is just, I mean, you know, I was a dancer growing up, so that's like a very comfortable and way for me to express myself. But yeah, there's just nothing like it. There's just, nothing compares. Um, and like walks are nice, you know, like I have a daily like self-pleasure practice as well as like part of my self-love, but, um, yeah, like dancing and music, like just nothing compares. Cool. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. It's something about like, you know, good vibrations. And, uh, you know, you talked about like the meaning of life. I I ponder that a lot too. And it's just kind of like, I think there's something to vibration and just like, you know, feeling and kind of going with the flow there. So. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And like, I've actually been uh, kind of figuring out too, like di- what different emotions or like thoughts and feelings, like what vibration those are at. That's interesting. Yeah. So like, tell me more about that. Like thinking about <laughs> like what songs match what vibe or like. Oh, so like, okay. Everything is energy, right? Yeah. So also like the science nerd in me just like fucking loves that. Um, (laughs) And yes, like everything is energy. So like everything though, like has a different vibration, like energetic vibration. Different frequency. Um, Yeah, different frequency. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, and when we're like our best selves, like we are operating at like a higher frequency. Um, so it's like, and you feel that, you know what I mean? Like your body like feels that. So like pure joy is like super high frequency, high vibe. Right. Yeah. And that's like like, all smiles, like like, just so happy, like (laughs) dancing, you know, like, exactly. Like this is like marshmallow, like, yeah, like (laughs) everything's just like amazing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, like low vibrations are like fear, shame, remorse, anxiety, like guilt, like, anxiety. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like that's, and you feel that you're just like, you don't want to do anything. You just want to like crawl under the covers and like pull it up over your head. Yeah. Um, you feel like you're like walking through syrup. You could just like, bleh, like just kind of like, you know, sluggish. It's, it's gnarly. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um. So, yeah. And then, so it's kind of interesting that you say like music with the vibration too, because I've been playing with that. Um, And like using music to actually, because like, I don't know about you, man, but like sometimes I don't want to feel my emotions. (laughs) Like sometimes I'd rather just not. Um, But like if we stuff them, like they don't go away, right? Like right. they just come back. It's like, it's it's like, like a hose. You like squeeze it and then they just come out harder. Like Exactly. Yeah. And like crazy. at a probably like less convenient time too. Like, right. In yeah. my experience, you know? <laughs> yeah, straight up. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so I've been playing with using music to move through those emotions. And especially like, I feel like I feel anger, like as a key emotion. That's like a key one for me. Um, and I'll put on like fucking Rammstein, like, yeah, yeah. like angry. And I will like throw like pillows or like scream into a pillow and just like get out, like use music to move through that or like sadness and like, yeah, choose a song that matches that frequency, that vibration and like really like sit and feel in it. And it's so uncomfortable. And then, uh, but usually like if I'm, moving through those negative or like lower frequency emotions and like, you know, obviously I got to bring myself up. So like, yeah, you know, like I finished like feeling fucking awesome, but, um, that's been super interesting to play with, uh, as well. Yeah. yeah I'm going to have to take that idea and, and use it and try it. Cause, uh, me and Kelsey have a saying, it's like, uh, you can have a bad day or you can have a bad five minutes, right? It's like, you know, feel the feelings, but like, you know, contain them to a certain amount of time and just like, you know, move through it. Because I think you got to be positive and, you know, that's that's just a mindset you got to have to, to, you know, be happy in life. And so I think like if I were to listen to a song and just like, you know, vibe like for five minutes, like it, it would help me move through that. So that's a cool technique. I'm going to have to tell everybody about that. Yeah. What are some other ways that you move through those things? I'm curious to know. Um, I'm big on the sunshine. And so, um, and like reframing my thoughts. So like, I'll go outside um, in the morning, usually check on the garden and uh, let the morning sun shine on me for a few minutes. And that kind of sets the tone for my day. And uh, if it's rainy outside, I try to reframe my thought and go, okay, I can't go outside, but how beautiful is it going to be tomorrow when I can, when, you know, the plants are standing up and, you know, they've gotten a fresh bath and stuff like that. So um, I try to reframe my thoughts. Um, and also I try to, uh, there's a technique of, it's called like active procrastination, I guess. I don't know where I found it, but it's, if you're working on something that you want to get done, pick another project that you want to get done and use them to procrastinate with each other. So like, say, you know, your podcast, um, if you're you know, working on the podcast and you know, kind of getting things lined up for that, you're like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore, switch to a different project that you're working on, like perhaps coaching, and like, you know, kind of work on some stuff for that. And so you pro- procrastinate with two things that you want to get done. You get them done, and it feels like you didn't really do anything. So uh, that's kind of how, like when I'm feeling blah, I just like use two things that I'm working on to kind of procrastinate the other one. And it kind of, it's a reverse way of, making it feel good, which is weird. <laughs> oh my God, I love that. I'm totally going to start doing that. Who knew procrastination could feel so good? Right, right. Yeah, but man, like, I don't know. I, I think there's something to feeling good and, and being yourself. Um, I think even before I got hurt, I was kind of coming into it a little bit. But after I got hurt, I was like, fuck this. You have one life. Like, I'm going to do exactly what I want to do. I'm going to post what I want to post. I'm going to wear what I want to wear. And if people don't like it, those are probably the people that I don't want in my life. So, you know, it's a filtering process. And uh, the people who stick around, I know they're down for the cause. So um, it's kind of like the cream rises to the top. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but that can also be super painful, you know. I feel like, yes, it's. Like, for sure, the cream rises to the top. And, like, it's, like, so amazing. And also, God, there can be, like, so much pain in that, too. And, like, losing maybe people that you thought were friends or, I don't know. I just feel like it's it's a good exercise. And also, like, not without, like, you know some downsides right right it it definitely definitely comes with its bumps and bruises um you know relationships you thought were pretty solid kind of fade away and it's like man um i thought that was my boy or you know something like that so um yeah that that was definitely uh kind of tough but uh, i do have a question for you so i admire what you do and uh you are a source of inspiration for a lot of women and heck a lot of people um, where do you derive your inspiration? Like, what are your sources of inspiration? Who are your go-tos? 
Well, thank you. That's really nice of you to say. Um, that makes me feel really good. Um, <laughs> I, it's kind of funny because my still, like the first thing that came into my mind was like, whatever the opposite of what society says. Like, <laughs> like that's still like my first thought, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but in reality, I would say, I really like thought leaders that I really like respect and admire. Um, you know, some of those, like I love Jay Shetty. Um, are you familiar with him? Yeah. Yeah. I follow him on Instagram. Yeah. He's, he's awesome. Um, Brene Brown. Um, She's dope too. Yeah. Um, like Layla Martin is one of my, um, like inspiration. She's in the sex and intimacy space. Um, Dr. Ruth, I mean, she's a legend when it comes to like sex and intimacy. Old school. I love it. Yeah. Um, You know, I think there's like, there's so many people and even just like friends and family and people that I come across, like inspire me, you know? And I think like, it's so much about, you know, also like where, how open we are to like receiving that inspiration. Right. You know, I think it's like around all of us and presents in like different ways. You know I mean? It could just be inspiring to like watch like a grasshopper, like just, yeah. I mean, it's so simple, right? It's like, So if we really are open to like learning and from like everything around us and just like kind of observing and taking it all in and like receiving different like messages um, and like takeaways, then I think we can derive inspiration from pretty much anywhere. Um, But I mean, like, those are the key people that I probably like when I'm feeling down or I'm like, I really, you know, I'm struggling (laughs) to like be present and like, learn from the grasshopper. I'm like, fuck the grasshopper. You know, like, (laughs) like in those moments, I'm like, okay, like those are some people that I can go to that I know will like bring me back up. Um, oh gosh, what's his name? Gary, uh, Vaynerchuk. Yeah. Gary V. He's also, oh my Gary V. I like love his energy and how direct he is too. He's also a good one. Um, yeah. So when all, all else is lost, like those are some some people cool cool that's what's up well if you had the ears and eyes of everyone in the world to deliver them a message straight from the heart what would you say well the one thing that's coming up is if it's not a fuck yes it's a no and like if you can approach everything in your life, you know, from like loving yourself, setting boundaries, relationships with others, how you spend your time, like how you show up, whatever, like literally everything. If you can approach it from that perspective, then I think, I don't know. I think the world would be a better place. That's beautiful. And I think that's a message a lot of people need to hear. Um, Where can people find you, Kayla, if they want to, follow you and check out the podcast and everything like that. All the things. Yeah. Um, so my Instagram at is at talk sex with Kayla. Um, and then you can also go to talk sex with Kayla.com. Uh, and that'll take you to my website where you can, you know, get my podcast. You can schedule a call with me if you just want to chat. Um, I'm always down to ch- chat about any, like, anything sex and intimacy related. I'm here for it. Um, or, yeah, like, check out my other programs. That's Those are both, like, good places to, to see what's happening. Yeah. And if you could give kind of, like, a, a brief overview of your programs that you run, like, how would you sum those up? Yeah, so um, 
I help women break free from their shame and fear to start claiming their sexual power and experience greater intimacy and connection. And, you know, I basically, I have programs, I have group program. I also have individual, um, and, you know, we'll work together to really find what's true for you to really, um, get clear on your desire, release that shame and conditioning, uh, learn how to be vulnerable and embrace that, how to communicate, how to be confident, how to go after what you want. Um, and you know, the reason, I don't even think I said this, but the reason that I do this from a space of like sex and intimacy is not only because I love it (laughs) and I'm a little obsessed, but also because it's such a vulnerable and taboo part of our lives that if we can do all of that in the context of sex and intimacy, then the rest of our lives break wide open. So yeah, um, I usually work in about a four month container and yeah, but I mean, things are always changing and flowing and whatever. So if you're interested, I would love to hop on like a free strategy call and, and walk you through it. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the overview. Okay. And say, I'm, you know, I want to call Kayla, but I'm a little bit nervous. You know, what, what might I expect when, uh, I give you a call and we kind of work through those four months. Kind of like, what's a taste of the menu? (laughs) A taste of the menu. Um, okay. Well, here's the thing is like, I want to say this, Uh, it's actually something I was thinking about last night is coaching and therapy are very different. So to me, coaching and like my style of coaching is like, okay, like bring it to me. Like, let's dive into the mud. Let's get dirty together. Like, this is not just your thing that you want to work on. Like I'm here to support you in whatever way that that means. Right. So like, we're going to get dirty together. And, you know, we're going to climb out of it together. And, you know, I, I'm not super traditional, which like probably is no surprise, but like, you know, I do, um, I believe in like taking action and I do actually like challenge all of my clients and women to, um, like each week there's like something, you know, that's going to push them to their edge, but I will do it too. You know, like I'm jumping in with you. That's cool. And like, we'll get through it together. And, you know, I'm always available. And yeah, it's, um, yeah, so you can expect that. You can expect things might get a little wild. Things might get a little crazy. Like we might be spontaneously dancing around, but like, I promise that I'll always have your back. And like, yeah, and we'll both be better for it on the other side. So (laughs) that's what's up. That's dope. And I think that's really cool that, you know, you kind of jump in it and uh, are just like fully in, engaged and engulfed in it as well. Um, that's awesome. Thanks. It's super fun. Like, I'm not doing anyone any favors. It sounds like it, but I'm like, no, this is like giving me life too. So like, yeah. 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 All right. So I do have to ask um, before we do wrap up, um, you talk about come from a conservative household. Dad's a Marine. How did he take to all this? oh man um pretty well so he's um actually transformed quite a bit himself now he's like yoga going like meditation guy kind of like a little (laughs) he's awesome but like very um very open-minded cool um And I think that that's because he's had his own transformation and growth, you know, that like he's in a place now where he can like really love and accept everything that I am and everything that I'm doing. Not that he ever made me feel like not before, but probably not to the same capacity. Um, And I think my mom too, it's like, you know, especially with the podcast, it's like sometimes I talk to my parents and I'm like, are there any episodes that we shouldn't listen to? You know, and I'm like, (laughs) it's like well yeah okay like i'll give you a heads up like maybe there's some detail that you as my parents like could go without you know yeah go for, without like, that visual sake, honestly you know? yeah like, yeah so but they're like both super loving and supportive and um 
Yeah, but it has been like interesting. I think the fact that I like rebelled so hard as a kid as well, like I don't think there's anything I could do that would surprise them. So I think that that's also worked to my benefit in this scenario. It's like a waterfall, like a slow erosion over time. So it's kind of worked its way. Cool. That's Absolutely. That's like the perfect way to describe it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I absolutely enjoyed talking to you, Kayla. It's been cool. And uh, again, I think what you do is so wonderful. And um, the fact that you're willing to be this vulnerable in a world where uh, people aren't and you're willing to have those conversations, um, you know, where people aren't and trying to make it a positive thing and empower people like that is what the world needs. That's beautiful. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun.